Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 426. <laughs> one step closer to 500 one step closer i mean that, i mean you're looking at 74 it's another year and a That's, half uh, and then some yeah year uh, and a half about a little less than that but sure okay well do we, we need to get a calculator <laughs> and start splitting freaking hairs here 70 52 weeks in a year yep. we're live for about 50 probably no we're live every week terry eh, we miss we do miss every once in a while we'll miss a so holiday let's call it 50 okay <laughs> And so, what do we have? 74 to go. 50, 50 plus half of that. 25. 75, and we have 74 to go. I couldn't be much closer (laughs) with my estimate. Uh, You could have been. You could have been right on, Miller. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Welcome in, everyone. I'm so glad to be back in studio next to this jack wagon. Uh, It's been crazy to think that there's actually been plenty going on here in the last uh, week or so. So we'll have plenty of things to talk about, and uh, you know, you'd like to say it's like almost kind of officially the first week of the off season, second week, I guess, depending on how you want to look at that, depending what hairs we're going to split again. Um, but um, yeah, welcome in everyone tonight. We're going to have Holly Finley. She's going to join us actually in just a few minutes. Uh, there was eight tiers taking place this weekend, and spoiler alert: she won one of them, only one. Couldn't win them all, but she won this one. Uh, Did she try to win them all, though? I, I, I mean, she, all of them that were taking place this weekend. Like, I don't think she could get <laughs> into multiple places, but probably uh, she did take down the Down East Players Cup. So, as our champion, she's going to join us in just a few minutes. We're also going to quickly talk about the big money skins. Uh, well, we maybe more in in depth. We'll talk about the overall weekend and project i took three of those we are not going to spoil no no one believes that we are not (laughs) going to spoil the actual skins outcome i know plenty of you know what's gone down and that's fine and i know i've said it before uh, johnny and i are firm believers in that you 
really can't spoil live sports, but then this, this didn't isn't really go live. This so. isn't really live sports, though, because it wasn't broadcast live. Yeah, so that's why I'm, <laughs> adhe- I'm <laughs> that, adhering And that to in the, itself is, of the, is part of the story. A little bit of the, yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'll adhere a little bit to the uh, non-spoiler uh component of that for this weekend we may get an update from gk pro if there's anything else that they need to add in of course we had them last week and um oh how young and chipper they were how excited (laughs) they were a week ago and you know the sun was shining the Uh, you know the birds were chirping the eagles were crossing the eagles were crossing yeah well um in, in all in good uh understandable fun and and sympathy and empathy uh we we know that there were some struggles. We'll talk about that, of course. So, And then there's other things we'll get into, whether it's in the after show or regular show. If you need to pause for a moment to go sign up for the cold turkey, please do. More than 50% sold out on both my Saturday and Sunday divisions. There's a flex start that's now been scheduled. So if you're in the, you know, within two to four to nine hours of Milwaukee area or southeastern Wisconsin, and you feel like you need to sign up for my 17th annual cold turkey which takes place right after Thanksgiving, the registration just opened and both days are more than half full. So I'll get that quick plug in there. Maybe it'll be sold out by the end of the show. I don't know. By the time you're listening to it on the audio podcast, it's, it'll be gone. So get out there and get signed up. All right. Pretty exciting stuff. It is some exciting stuff. Uh, let's, uh, before Holly joins us in a moment, let's quickly touch on this upcoming weekend. In that there is a a Silver Series event from the Disc Golf Pro Tour that's taking place at what is now, I'll say, the famed uh, Lake Marshall facility. And I have not been there. I have just heard glowing reviews of how incredible it is, how good the course is. I haven't seen any coverage um, and all that. But it sounds as if there's a challenge in providing a live or getting a live signal from there. And so the Disc Golf Pro Tour, I believe, is, is talking about Kicking off the 2023, we'll say wraparound season, it's kicking off. That's a Silver Series going on this weekend, three rounds over three days, and I think we're going to see post-production from all three days. We will. Uh, Originally, they were talking way back when uh, on our production calendar, they were actually looking at hopefully being able to broadcast live for three days. I think that had kind of been talked about a little bit, but this was pre, gosh, this was months ago, uh, and just, you know, through a lot of research and site visits and things like that, they found out that Lake Marshall currently can't support uh, a good enough cell signal or for a consistent broadcast. And so what they've decided to do is rather than cover um, the Lake Marshall open, instead, that's all going to be post-production on the DGN. And instead, they're going to move over to the NADGT and do one round, just the final nine, live for each division, MPO and FPO. Similar to well, what we saw. Not, not MPO and FPO, but because they're, they're AMs. Men's and women's. Men's and yeah. women's division. Similar to what we saw last yeah. year for that finale event. We'll talk more about it later because we got a big announcement. Ooh, it, it, is, it is a Smashbox exclusive. It really is a Smashbox exclusive, but we'll put that on the back burner because uh, coming into us from... Well, some undisclosed location. We know there's a lot of creepers out there. Uh, so we're not giving you, we're not doxing her entirely, but coming to us right now live, Holly Finley. And her cat. <laughs> oh, hi, kitty. Meow. Meow. She is absolutely insistent on making an appearance. 
I have free lipstick. I've moved the camera like four times and she, it doesn't matter. She just absolutely, she just has to say hi. So oh, all right. here she work. is. <laughs> and what is her name? Uh, for audio, for audio viewers, uh, Holly's cat is very, you, you know, you know, there's a cat meme that looks just like that. Um, and, uh, but yes, yeah, the, the cat is full front and center in our camera view. All cat all the time here on Smashbox. That's right. Holly, uh, what's your cat's name? Well, I would you stop it. I just call her Kitty. Wow. <laughs> she won't respond to her actual name. Uh, all right. All right. So Cats her, love laptops. Her real name. <laughs> Good kitty. Her real name is Cabot um, because she is like an American bobtail. So she has a little puff ball for a tail. And from the back, she looks like a rabbit. So Cabot is half cat, half rabbit. Uh, but she won't even acknowledge it. So <laughs> I okay. call her Kitty. And um, the funny thing about her is that she's actually 14. And nobody believes that because she's so small and she looks young. Um, but I just got her on tour with me uh, like back in July. And at the front half of the season, I just wasn't cashing. I just was not getting the job done. But ever since I've picked up my cat, I have cashed. So I kind of call her Cash Kitty because she's good luck now. <laughs> and I'm just saying, if you're having trouble cashing on tour, you should probably just get a cat. We've That's seen not the quote of the year. I don't know what. It is. <laughs> well, I mean, and the year's almost over, so uh, we've seen a lot of tour animals this year show up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, a few cats, but mostly some puppies. Yeah, lots of new dogs being yeah. added to the tour. Uh, how, how does uh, Cabot? get along with any other animals or is there not any exposure or, or playtime with them? Yes. I tried to introduce her to Maria Oliva's new kitty cat and uh, nope, not yet. And I've tried socks, you know, Lisa Fakus has socks, socks is famous mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they've howled at each other for like 20 minutes with very deep howls and growls and hisses, but no attacks. Um, so, I mean, I guess you could say progress was made. <laughs> if there's and a lack the of a cat interest- fight, we, we consider that a success. We'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like interest was shown. Now, mm-hmm. recently, the biggest interest was from Deanne Carey and AJ's new puppy. They mm-hmm. got a labradoodle named Onyx and Kitty actually jumped out of the van and walked towards him and was really curious about him, but still a lot of howling and hissing. Um, So not actual friends. But, you know, she's not the best at making friends. She's new, so she'll she'll get used to it, hopefully. Okay. Uh, It's it's been really fun having an animal on tour. uh, Fort. 14 years old where where did cabot come about what kind of how did this adoption or or uh theft or whatever take place how how do you how do you get a 14 year old cat well i've actually had her for 14 years okay i got her 14 years ago at a walmart in tennessee there was a woman giving away cats in a cardboard box outside the front door and i walked by and i was with my brother and 
I was like, what you got there? She said, kitties. I said, how much? Free. I was like, oh, let me look at one. <laughs> so she handed me this one and then it crawled up in my hair and that was it. Kitty came home with me and here we are. Cash Kitty. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I don't know how we have a better intro than that, but uh, awesome. Congratulations this weekend. Let's talk about uh, where you are, um, you know, and kind of what you know, this, you made a post and said you were disappointed that you didn't make it into the, uh, the, the pro tour championship, but clearly we know how much you love playing and touring and traveling and what that's been like these last few years. So, uh, how did you arrive at, well, where you are and like, is that kind of your plan, that general area? Um, Yes, I think that I will probably stay on the East Coast for the off season and do some uh, um, training, if you will. I find I like the golf over here the best, plus the weather is tolerable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll probably do the same as I did last off season or maybe even explore some more southern states possibly georgia or alabama or florida even i'm just not even sure yet you know since i'm living in the van everything is really up in the air which is wild because the old me planned everything like 10 years in advance and the new me is like well i don't know where i'm sleeping tonight but i guess i'll figure it out yolo (laughs) i used to see people I know. I used to see tour players on Facebook roll into town and say, hey, I just got into town. Does anybody have a place for me to stay? And I thought those people were crazy. Like, how could you not plan something? You're on tour. And here I am doing the same thing, just flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, So then real quick, before we get more into the specifics of this weekend, my follow up to that would be, you know, that that's the old you, the new you. What would be your words of advice? I mean, obviously, everyone has to, uh, you know, get comfortable with who they are and what way they want to go about it. But what would be your words of advice to someone that's thinking about hitting the road and or going on tour? Make sure that you have a good amount of savings, uh, possibly two separate set of savings, one to pay your bills and then another one to use for disc golf touring. Um, also you should have some backup plan because, uh, it's hard out here. It's tough. Um, it'd be great if you could get a salary from a sponsor. Um, but if you're thinking about it, I think you should, if you can get those things in order, um, you should do it because, you know, there's been girls that are still touring. I'm not going to mention their name, but they were sleeping in a tent like legitimately playing the pro tour stops camping like in people's yards sleeping in a tent campsites and this girl traveled solo so like if a young girl can travel the u.s alone um and camp i feel like it just should you know, give courage to so many people that it's very doable and the world is safe. You know, you just have to be cautious and be smart and, you know, like you do every day, but a little bit extra if you're going to camp alone in the woods. Um, But it's very doable. You know, you don't, 
uh, you don't have to be scared. I think you should take the leap if you're thinking about it. Uh, that's how I feel about a lot of things uh, in life. It's nothing worse than looking back later and thinking, you know, what if? And mm-hmm. I really wish I, I would have done that. And now I'm too old and my body can't do it anymore. Um, so that would be my words of advice to anyone who's thinking about taking the leap. And, and you're maybe arguably one of the better testaments to this, that uh, you came into the game super excited and ready to be a professional, ready to take on the tour, ready to play full time. And then you've been seeing that growth through this last 10 years. Like you personally have been watching your purses double and triple and quintuple and everything else. Right. I mean, with where. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's mind blowing, especially the fact that females are getting a, you know, six figure salaries to play disc golf just to be on the team. Like what? (laughs) That's crazy. You know, I remember when I would like travel multiple states away just so I could have more than one other woman to play with. And five seemed like a lot. And that was amazing. And I was super thankful for that. And it didn't matter if we had bathrooms, because who cares? Because there was five women there, you know, and you just figure it out. And it's like, now we're just, we have all these expectations and these like minimum standards. And like, we will not be playing a tournament without at least four restrooms, which sounds very, you know, like something that should be the norm. Um, But, you know, when you love something, it's like, you just do what, you have to do to make it work. And, you know, back in the day, I guess it was kind of like roughing it, you know, some, you just play disc golf and you're, it's a little bit like roughing it. And now we got all these fancy luxuries, you know, well, like um, everything's so upgraded. All like this, a van and a cat. The, <laughs> yeah, a cat and a van. <laughs> exactly. Um, but especially like the pro tour um, decor, I just love it with all the banners and the feathers and the the big um, archways and everything just looks so prestigious and professional. And every tournament looks like worlds. You know what I mean? Every pro, pro tour event, it's all fancy. And back in the day, only worlds was fancy. Mm-hmm. You know, you might see like a couple of PDGA feather banners, Um And of course, USDGC always had a lot of extras, but now every pro tour stop, even the silver series, like you should see this one. It looks great. Um, It's just, I just love it. It's amazing how it's grown and it's so professional and prestigious looking and feeling and paying. And it's, it's just great. It's, you know, and I've heard, I've talked to some older players, that have been playing since the eighties and the nineties. And it's funny. They're like, yeah, all you youngins are saying, Oh, disc golf's going to blow up. Uh, we were saying that back then when Budweiser sponsored the worlds, you know, so good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Well, hopefully, I mean, eventually we all feel like it's blowing up and I don't know if now is considered blowing up, but to me it is people getting million dollar contracts females getting six-figure 
salaries, you know, um, I, I think for me, this is the definition of we've made it. We're, we've we've blown up. Yeah, and I, I'm guessing we're just going to continue to uh, hopefully that just continues probably to go a little bit deeper. Of course, we love having, you know, the, the, the men and women that are setting the bar and then resetting the bar. When you look at the Macbeths and the Wysockis, and then you look at the Tatars and the Pierces, so on and so forth. But now hopefully mm-hmm. that continues to bring all of these other players along with them. And as you're saying, it's, it's spreading out so much more. I mean, it, you know, joking aside, <clears throat> yeah, t- to have someone like yourself, uh, a, a woman traveling uh, essentially alone out on the road in a nice van that you can be comfortable in, like that was very much a luxury just 10 years ago. I mean, nobody, you know, you think of Avery Jenkins and, and Dave Felberg and Todd Branch in the, in, as the, the Winnie, Winnie crew, crew, and they're in a beat-up right. 30-year-old Winnebago, and you know, right. it, was, it was like a, you know, a college locker room in there. And now right. we've clearly seen some significant upgrades, which is awesome. We're glowing right. up, I think and the kids say. Glow up. Yeah. yeah, and I just love it when all the pro touring players are in town and all the touring vans are lined up. And it's just great to see like how many people have really thrown their life into this. You know, They've taken out personal loans to buy vans. They, they're like all in it. You know, like mm-hmm. this is serious. And I, I just think that's incredible. So let's let's talk specifically. We totally agree, of course, and it's been awesome. It's been a long journey for all of us, and, and uh, I think it's only going to continue to get better. This weekend, you mentioned a few minutes ago, Deanne Carey and uh, mm-hmm. you know her their, their new addition to their family. But you decided to take some uh, some dog food out of that bowl because you you beat her by one and you took it down. <laughs> Uh, you got her by a stick and uh, eight women in the field this weekend. And then it was really you and Deanne that pulled away from, I see Elaine King finished eight, nine behind you uh, and then the rest of yep. the field. So did it feel like a two-woman race at any point? Um, only on the final day. Me okay. and Deanne weren't really pulling away until the, the final day. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there was a some local girls that were playing really well and keeping up with us. And we were never more than just a couple of strokes apart. And then on day three, um, I think that I was even tied uh, in second place with a local female who Mm. is very talented. And so, um, you know, really on day three, you know, I had to give myself a pep talk and I was like, you know, you really got to get things going here and uh, no more silly mistakes. So I didn't really do much chatting that day and I tried to find the the zone, <clears throat> but it was crazy because I would get a bird and then Deanne would get the same birdie and then, you know, I'd park one and then she'd park it and, uh, We'd both like get up maybe like 40 feet away and I'd hit the cage and she'd hit the cage and it was just like back and forth. And I'm not one to look at scores, uh, but I couldn't really ignore that we were getting the same birdies <clears throat> and I still am not good at keeping up with scores in my head um, because I'm normally not in a winning position. So I don't really have a lot of experience trying to like be super uh, um 
tight about the scores. Yes, yes. I just sort of play and then see how it unfolds at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So I decided that uh, after my tee shot on 18, I would look at the scores. So I realized then that I had a one-stroke lead and um, all I needed to do was par. So I decided I was just going to throw a disc straight, you know, 300 feet and try to pitch it up and take a par and move on. But yeah, definitely on the second day, me and Deanne pulled away and it was a lot of fun because we played the same event last year. So it was kind of like a repeat of last year, but last year, Natalie Ryan won and she isn't, she wasn't here this year. Okay. Yeah, I see. Uh, it looks like, yeah, you were knotted up with Megan Goldsby. And uh, exactly. you went on to shoot a 965 rated round, which I think the quick math shows me that was the highest rated round of the weekend by anyone in FPO. And you, like I said, got past Deanne by a single stick. So you picked the best time and place to have the hot round and uh, jump in front of Deanne by one. So congrats. Yeah, I was thinking um, sometimes I have trouble finishing uh, like hole 17 and 18 cleanly and being able to finish hole 17 and 18 almost feels better than the win itself. Yeah. Is that, do you feel that you've done that in multiple courses or just specific styles of courses, wooded courses, open courses, or is it just your, your concentration? It's any, it's any course. It's any course. Does, it's is just it your concentration like- just starts to... Waiver or I, I I don't know. It could be pressure, concentration. I mean, I don't know. If I knew, I wouldn't do it. But <laughs> um, valid point. You know, it's all all part of the mystery. We're still trying to figure out. <laughs> um. So as, as we look at you know you picking up the victory here, uh, I see that you also you. I remember now. I'm thinking back. It feels like May was forever ago. But you also took down the Rumble back in May. Those were your two. Um, biggest wins and or best finishes here on the year in general. I mean, I'm looking at your year, 29 events. Uh, how, how, what kind of grade would you give yourself for this year? How do you feel like, you know, you you're wrapping up 2022. Like what, what are some of the big takeaways for you? Um, I give myself a, a B minus. Okay. B because I'd include attendance because I've never dropped out of anything in 10 years. Um, And I really commit to the whole season. You know, I make a plan and I really try to follow all the way through with it, especially now that we have the tour finale. Um, And I thought if I don't do it with quality, I could do it with quantity, which is what I did last year. Mm -hmm. I got the final seed because I played more events than some of the other people, not because I played the events better than some of the other people. Um, And I thought, well, at least as a fallback, you know, obviously I want to play well and, you know, win. um, But as a fallback, I thought maybe if I just play every single tour stop, at least I could squeak into the last like five positions but it's not like it used to be just the other day a memory popped up on my facebook i think it was 2019 and i was like seed nine or something (laughs) i was like wow 
you know, like this is crazy. And now I was like 29 or 30. I was so far, I was still a hundred points from even getting to be in the play in position. So that's really just crazy to me. Um, because I don't feel like I'm playing worse, but I'm also not really scoring much better. Uh, so I think, yeah, I'd, I'd go with a B minus. Okay. Now, maybe a C plus. <laughs> it's hard to say, really. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, before you, you know, we look at that more, I look at, holy cow, you're still registered for five, five. more sanctioned events. Including Lake Marshall I this know, upcoming weekend. See? Like, are, are, I, I don't want to say are those all going to happen for you, but I mean, you're you're you see yourself playing all of those yet throughout the next uh, like six or seven weekends, five more events. Oh yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. I will be playing all of those A tiers, and I'm super excited about them all. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'll be playing all the way until Thanksgiving, I believe. Yeah, well, right now you have um, the the Lake Marshall, and then the week after the Gatekeeper presents Myrtle Beach, then the New World, which will be a Silver Series on the Pro Tour, as is Lake Marshall, I believe, and then uh, the Lake County Trailblazer. Uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving, and then you have uh, December third, the uh, Carolina Clash, also listed on there. So you got plenty of golf. I feel like we've, we're having you on too early. I mean, I know I you do. just won and all, but we, we shouldn't be maybe recapping the year just yet. I mean that that like C plus <laughs> B minus could get to B B plus with a strong finish. You're right. You're right. I mean, you never know. There's a, just a lot still left in my season actually <laughs> and and then with that like you said you're going to be down on that uh probably that gen- general side of the country obviously you're not playing winter golf up here in wisconsin i could see how that's far less appealing now than ever <laughs> oh, come on uh for you so i totally understand we miss you here in wisconsin but uh it does make sense and then um <laughs> what do you know like february late february the the tour's up and running again. That's not that long, is it? I know. I was just looking at um, what is happening at the LVC this year, and I started wondering if they were going to do that disc golf con thing again, mm-hmm. or like, was somebody going to revive that? And, uh, you know, like, was anything else new going to pop up? And then I got deep into the dredges of reddit and mm. yeah <laughs> how much good did that do you um it's very informative <laughs> it, can, it, it can show you where some smart people are and not so smart people that's what i can take from that <laughs> i want to talk a little bit about next year um okay th- th- this is well, i guess we'll recap this year and and i hate to be the one to bring it up but this is the first year you've been able to play masters and you played the I, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't know they were letting thirty-year-olds in. Hey, oh. I, I mean that's just you know. Well, let's not get into the whole people aren't so smart thing because <laughs> we heard of you know all this backlash you got because people took you literal and said that you know you when you said oh they shouldn't have let me play or whatever however you worded it yeah and then next thing you know some I not so bright exemption. people yeah uh, so uh, we're, <sighs> you know I got an example. 
Yeah, you that's got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got you got an yeah, exemption. You we'll um, that. So next year, obviously, your plan is to hit most of the disc golf pro tour events. And right. what is what does it look like for Masters next year? I mean, you you are one of the youngest Masters players now. You have to be looking at that field sometimes. Sarah Holcomb has done it. Most of our women are kind of dipping their toes that can qualify into that field. Is it just a world? Is it just a major thing for you? Or are you going to be looking at maybe other events as well? I think she froze. <laughs> I'm going to dive on a stage. Uh, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. I didn't know, um, I didn't know, didn't know either. either. Honestly, I didn't. On, I didn't we make shit up as we go. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, right. Honestly, I didn't think about it until I was looking through your 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 year, and it was like a, a huge chunk of FPO, and then there's one little Masters event, and I thought, that's right. She can play Masters now. It didn't even, it never occurred to me, honestly. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll still have to request extra exemptions. So I for a mean, few I more years, I understand we, we've we got some strings. The PDGA will help pull yeah. for you. Yeah, you, you know, go. I mean, it's all dependent on if I can get those individual <laughs> exemptions or not. <laughs> all right. So we might see you dip your toe in there from time to time where it makes sense. That's, that's going to be my guess. That's my unofficial take. If I'm going to put words in your mouth, that's my, that's my guess. I haven't shopped that schedule much. Um, you know, I actually have only looked at the Pro Tour schedule, which is jam-packed. I mean, you mentioned mm-hmm. that. I actually kind of forgot that was a whole thing that, you know, I could look at. So I don't even know how I could fit more into what we're already has. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think you just need to follow Own Scoggins around. She seems to have it down. So she's hitting all the big events and then winning, you know, Masters Worlds for her her division. So just follow Own around, and I think you'll be golden. Own is something else, y'all. I mean, dude, you you won't be able to keep up with her, but because we can't keep up with her, I don't think anyone can keep up with her. I mean, she's just remarkable, man. She is just insanely talented. Well, it's really a, a. jewel to have in our division i couldn't agree more and so just just for because i also looked at a schedule finally just last night uh the tim Selinski u.s masters will be taking place may 25th through the 28th that's out on the west coast i know there's you know that's the portland beaver state ish swing you know so everybody's already out there so i'm just throwing that out there that's going to take place in eugene oregon so you're literally just a few hours from where everything else is going down and then Masters Worlds is listed as July 11th through the 15th, and I believe that's in Flagstaff, one of my favorite places to ever play disc golf, uh, especially 2000 really? Worlds. Yeah, it's just beautiful up there. So Flagstaff uh, will be absolutely gorgeous, and I'm sure they'll do a good job there. So those are the two that jump out at me. And then obviously, you know, when it comes to the U S women's, that's going to be in September uh, in Burlington, North Carolina, which I'm sure, you know, and, and at that point, oh, I can't wait. for that. What's that? <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's, there'll, there'll be plenty of options out there and, and they do somewhat as I see pretty much coincide with, you know, the, the FPO tour life as well. So huh. we've got options. Okay. Um, is, is this, 
because this is the main conversation and will be one of the last things we ask you about then. But uh, is this like a contract year for you? Do Are you in constant negotia- uh, yearly negotiations with, uh, with Innova or where are you right now? I have not heard from Innova about next year. Okay. Um, I am on year 11 with Innova actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is year 10, so next year would be year 11. Um, That's about all the information I have. (laughs) I mean, Innova, for the most part, for many of their players, they tend to be a, a year-over-year contract. Yeah, um, they mm-hmm. they are start. It appears that they are starting to sign longer-term contracts with some of the players. If we saw, you know, Kelvin just recently signed, and in the past we saw Ricky, and I'm sure there's a few other players mm-hmm. out there. But in general, they've always been a pretty casual year-over-year contract, handshakes, kind of verbal agreements. So I'm assuming that's kind of your status currently, and it, maybe in the next couple of weeks you'll probably hear from. Whoever who is the team captain or the person I never because it used to be Jonathan Poole, but I don't know who it is now. Honestly, he still serves that is same he? role. Okay. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Holly, is there anything else we're we're gonna we're gonna keep you short per your request? Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about or anything else that uh, we need to touch on before we let you go? Yes, Uh-oh. the Charlotte Disco. Club has asked me to do a clinic uh, in December, and I believe it is the weekend of December the 10th, so it would be the weekend after the Carolina Clash, and it's going to be at Rinsky, and I'm going to focus on putting. Also, uh, help you get some more speed and distance on your longer putts. A lot of people's putting kind of falls flat after 40 feet, or it looks wobbly. Um, so if you're in the Charlotte area, you can sign up for that. Um, I mean, shoot, if you're in the Southeast area, sign up for it. You know, I'd love to have you come out. I think right now registration is open to women and children. Um, so, you know, I'd love to see you out there and help you improve your game. Heck yeah. I love it. So plenty of, uh, of busyness ahead for you. Like we said, five sanctioned events over the next few weeks. And then the, the, the first weekend you're not playing golf, you're going to host a tournament. That sounds like disc golf life and then some for when Holly fits. <laughs> All right, you Holly, you, you want to thank any, uh, any sponsors, year-long, upcoming, pre- previous, hopeful, whatever, you name it. Thank any sponsors and shout-outs, and how can people support you? Yeah, for sure. Um, Obviously, I love Innova. I've got the Tour Series Glow Champion Mako 3 with the alien stamp on it. People seem to really like that. You can get those um, on all the Innova websites or your favorite disc golf retailer, you know, whatever that might be. Uh, Also, I have my other favorite sponsor, Pharma CBD. They were like a main sponsor at USDGC. If you were there, you could not miss them. It was everywhere can go to their website and use code holly for 20 percent off and i get a royalty from that which helps me um eat hamburgers from five guys on tour so (laughs) really appreciative of that (laughs) um and you guys thanks for having me on it's always fun always all right final two questions one came off the board one's my own (laughs) sorry okay first of all uh we'll go with uh, very topical here. 
Cajun fries, I assume, at Five Guys, or do you go plain? I actually don't get any fries. I'm not into the fries. I get two um, little bacon cheeseburgers, one for now, one for later, and that means later is immediately after the first one. <laughs> okay, so, okay, okay. The, fri- the fries aren't great anyway. They're Shut okay. Up. You don't. You're so wrong. And then second question that did come off the board, we'll ask it. Any Halloween costume uh, dress up plans and or what the what's the costume going to be if there is one? I do not have any Halloween costume dress up plans. I was thinking about if a tournament of mine falls on Halloween, I might come up with something fun to wear uh, that weekend of the tournament. I used to play the Hub City Halloween Open, mm-hmm. but now I don't know what I'm doing that weekend. Well, this weekend is essentially Halloween uh, when you're going to. It be, is. Yeah, the Lake Marshall. Mo- technically, Monday. Technically, is Monday will be Halloween, oh, and the thirtieth is Sunday. So, get on it. Okay. It? Well, Kitty? I guess I better go to Walmart and figure something out. <laughs> Just don't get another new cat. All right, everyone. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Holly, uh, congratulations on your victory this weekend. Uh, we do, of course, Thank wish you, you the so best much. of luck throughout the rest yeah. of the remainder here of the 2022 season. And uh, looking forward to seeing you back out there on tour in 2023 as well. So thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, Thank Holly. Yeah. Have a good night. Have a nice night. Holly Finley and her cat. I, of all places, in all ways to acquire, just a random adopt a cat that that would be like way down on my guess. A random person giving away cats at Walmart. Now, I mean, when cats are born, you know, obviously from a litter, there's a ton of people that are always like, "Oh, we don't need this many cats. We don't want any cats. This, you know, they're here." I find that out a lot of like country barn scenarios. Of course it mm-hmm. happens in the city. It happens everywhere, but like country and barn is like how I usually put all that together. But to then <laughs> go to the Walmart and have a box full of cats, somebody wants to love a cat. And you know what? You go to probably, I mean, you go someplace where there's a lot of people. Maybe one of those people will love that cat. I, and then you go right into Walmart. You get your cat food. You get your litter box. I That's mean, right. you're, it's a one-stop cat shop. Yeah, I mean, everything you need. When when we got a fish a couple of years ago, we, we just went into was it Myers and mm-hmm. uh, and just it was like, hey, there's a fish and a fish tank and a little fish setup. And yeah, imagine that they sell all that. <laughs> stuff. They they sell all of that stuff, and then the fish died like two days later. Mm. So it jumped out of the fish tank. We weren't watching. <laughs> Committed suicide. It, it's like I've had enough of you. It kind of did. We uh, I filled and <laughs> no oxygen's better than what we've got here. God, I think this was like five years ago. I didn't think of it. I filled the tank up kind of towards the top. It was just a random goldfish that we purchased, and um, I put the lid on it, but I left the lid open, mm-hmm. and it just literally jumped out of the tank onto the floor when we were at work. And I came home and I was like, oh. Dead fish on the floor. That's so random, though. Cats don't... I mean, cats. Fish, uh, fish yes. don't normally do that, do they? Apparently, they do. I didn't know that, but but fish do. They He jumped out of the out of the tank. He, now. Uh, he, she, whatever. Um, I just assume it's a he because it was a stupid thing to do. So, <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you know. And so, what we did is we went and bought another one, put it in there, and didn't tell the kids that the other fish found its way to fishy flush. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... All right. Well, again, thank you to Cabot, <laughs> uh, along with Holly, for joining us. Um, yes, Meta Drew says, yeeted himself right out of the bowl. 
All right. Uh, also going on, let's uh, let's quickly talk about what we did see this last weekend. Uh, of course, we were just talking about Holly and her performance at the Gatekeeper Media Presents the Down East Players Cup. Schwebby couldn't pick up another victory because he was bested by one Barry Schultz in Pro Masters. Ricky Snap ended up finishing in third. I'm going to scroll back up. Uh, as we mentioned during the show, Holly Finley. Took down first place by a stick over Deanne Carey uh, and then had a little distance between Deanne and Elaine King, who finished in third. Congrats to all those podium finishers. And then up top, top five or so spots, Michael Johansson picked up a victory by a single stroke as well, doing uh, doing some work out there. $2,500 for his efforts and uh, had... Um, not quite the best round, but enough to just barely get past Dan, Dan Hastings, who finished in second. Uh, Dan was then uh, one stroke ahead of Gavin Rathbun and Paul Omen, top all. So, excuse me. So $1,325 for their efforts. Looks uh, like it was uh, a, a rough final round for Dan as he probably had the lead going into there and then shot a 56 when the other guys were shooting 52s and 53s. Yeah. So, so uh, Paul Omen, uh, I mentioned, and then Evan Smith, Matt Thompson rounding out your top five spots. So congratulations uh, to all of them. I'd be the first to admit I don't watch a lot of post-production. I'm going to assume if it's not already out there, it will be thanks to Gatekeeper. Um, spoilers, bro. Yeah, spoiler alert. And then what else did we see out there? Another big, another big A tier going over down. in Oklahoma in Tulsa. Uh, tournament director is Kyle Gibson. This is the Oklahoma Open presented by Innova. Uh, taking this one down in first place for MPO was Jonathan Nicholson. He shot a 22 under par. His round ratings were like 1021, 1009, and then he finished up with a 1046. So congratulations to Jonathan. Then you go to second place, which is Neil Bishop. Third place, John Willis the second. Uh, fourth place, Caleb Bruce. And tie for fifth was Brandon Cawthorn and Nolan Ramsey. So congratulations to your top five finishers in MPO over in FPO. This is what the talk. This is the talk of the town. Uh, it should be. Cat Merch wins this, not just handedly. She won by eight strokes. She shot a six down over Maria Oliva, who shot a two over. Third place, Allie Smith, 12 over. Uh, then Katie, uh, is that Belty, I believe? Katie Belty in fourth place. And fifth place was Kim G. But the talk, the talk, the talk, the talk. Tying with Nova. Kim and Nova Kim and, oh. well nodded up. Look Adores. at that. How cute. <laughs> um, but the talk is Kat Merch's final round. She shot a 52, which in and of itself doesn't say much. But the round rating, 1,038. I believe I heard that is the highest FPO round of the season. Uh, it, it might be, and if it is, it's. I don't want to say it surprises me, but it kind of surprises me. I feel like, uh, well, I, without doing the math. This I'd, have, is, this I'd is, have to look at StatMando. I know. I was going to say, this is why you need StatMando, like, stat and all the time at our, at our absolute fingertips. Anytime, all the time. But I... I think of uh, uh, you know a Kristen maybe at a Jonesboro and maybe that didn't get to ten thirty eight. Nonetheless, I'm not trying to take anything away, of course, oh, yeah. from Cat Merch, but uh, some that jump off the top out of the off the top of my head. I think of that one for instance. But um, nonetheless, if it wasn't the hottest round, it was one of the hottest rounds mm-hmm. 
of the entire year. I'm sure someone... Un- I'm, no, I was trying to look at Statmando to see if there's a, a quick... I'm sure there is a quick way to do say, it. I'm but sure uh, smarter people prevail. But yes, there, there's not there's just... There's somebody smarter than you, Johnny. Uh, there's a lot of people smarter than me. Would you say most? I wouldn't say most, but I would say a lot. Um, and... Yeah, I'm trying to look and see if there's a high. Anyway, I'm sure somebody online will tell us if it was the highest. It yes, Billy Ashton is saying it is the highest rated round. Okay, good. okay. So that that is what I thought I'd heard, and I figure if I heard it on the internet, I it might as well be true. I might as well repeat it. Yes, that's so, what we do. Since since all I do is just repeat what I hear on the internet. Repeat stuff. Repeat uh, stuff. So anyway, Cat Merch shooting a thousand and thirty-eight, a fifty-two. Uh, obviously, that you know she bested the. F- her next close competitor by seven, which really uh, put her above and beyond uh, Maria that day. So congratulations to Kat. What a phenomenal round. Hopefully it's, I don't know if there's any post-production coverage of the FPO in this event. Mm. If, if there is, please, by all means, go out and check it out. Go, go check out Kat's round and we can, uh, everyone can go enjoy it. Cause it's well-deserved a thousand and thirty-eight rated round. I shot this weekend and it was nowhere near that. Mm, so it was I don't why does it, that surprise me? It doesn't at all. <laughs> I would be shocked if I broke 900 with the way I was shooting this weekend. Um it was not a sanctioned event. We just went out and played for fun. Um but anyway, uh the other event that we had this weekend, the other A tier is the Smoke and Aces Championship St. Charles Open. That is over in Wentzville, Missouri. So congratulations to Max Anderson taking home the MPO trophy over Zacharyth Johnson. Max Anderson is a 985 rated pro besting Zachariath, who is a thousand and ten. Then you've got uh Jack Schulte, I believe that may that's pronounced. At, he's 962. And tied with him in third place was Brock Roller, who's a thousand rated. So congratulations to those top four players. Go down to FPO and uh Chantel Badinsky wins this one by looks like uh, nine strokes over Emma Arp. So congratulations to those two as well. And those are your A-tiers. I am not going to talk about anything other than A-tiers, Terry. All right. Works for me. So uh, one of the things that I, I don't know exactly what time in which this came in, but there was a a post that was made by, uh, and this goes to coverage and everything else. There was a post made by uh, Andrew Presnell who he had, essentially kept track of uh, people that were featured, featured cards, featured card members and whatnot. I'll be the first to admit I did not like take a deep dive into it, but he did put together uh, some analysis and some data of feature cards that were assembled or curated or collected or put together throughout the year. Um, You can, I I don't know what you want to take from it or not. It was, um, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm pulling up a graphic to look. Um, maybe no surprise that in terms of total uh, you know, showings, Macbeth, uh, if you're looking at a percentage of times that they were there, uh, McMahon jumps out as your, your top person per percentage-wise. He didn't play in a lot of events, and when he did, he was then featured. Yeah, it's 100%. He, yeah. Every time he played. So Is that good? Yes, that is. Now, I want to look that. Uh, oh, no, open that back up. I was looking at that. 
Um, it says total 2022 major elite and silver series featured cards per player. So these are only the assembled featured cards. These are not th- correct. You this did, is not like second into, round yeah, a chase card, you know, coverage. Yeah. I don't believe this was just okay. exclusively feature card um, that he had assembled all of this. And I believe he even put it on Twitter as maybe, and then some other people kind of took his data and then tried to run with it to make more of it. Uh, you know, yeah, we could would, have this. We could continue to have this discussion till the end of time. We've talked about it throughout the years from fairness. a media perspective, from a fairness, from a competitive standpoint. The the fact that there are protocols that are involved with this now. The Disc Golf Pro Tour has a protocol. The PDGA has standards and protocols. I, I'm not necessarily saying for or against in any capacity, but um, you know, th- there. As as serious as this has gotten in the last few years, and the implications that do go along with it, then yes, um, it, it is interesting data if you if you want to look at it from that perspective. And and again, till we're blue in the face, we can get just as many people that say, "I want to see Macbeth, Waisaki, McMahon, and Lazat." That's all I want to see in a first round feature card. And to the total opposite, which is, I'd like to see four guys we'll never probably ever see again. You know, these four guys that are all regional guys or four guys that are all rated 10-10. And everything in between. I I am not dismissing one or or, uh, one i don't know that that's your dismissive voice it kind of is but um (laughs) but that is a common thing that gets said you you know and it's always the not always it often is it's a matter of i think finding that fine line would be really cool if they had like if they had like one local guy or or woman one local that's in there like the highest rated local the most favorite the the friendliest you know i the person that won the event or cash the year before i don't know how you draw that that person up all the way up to well it'd be cool if it was like three or four of them i i want to see locals play it i will say this we have seen many times in the past a uh, we'll say this like last the previous year's winner or the am winner stop in and and get i want to say previous years but yeah the am winner jump up onto a feature card it usually doesn't end well for them. That's a lot of pressure to put on somebody that, I mean, I don't want to say hasn't earned their spot on a feature card because they clearly did, but that is not used to that type of spotlight. Nine times out of 10, you watch that player just get crushed. And that's not fun to watch because from a, again, I know we focus a lot on the media perspective because from a media perspective, we want the lead card to be engaging. We don't want to have to be fighting around players on the first cut, the first day that are like, oh, all right, well, all right, well, let's cut his let's cut his shots out so we can show other people's shots because there is a um uh an obligation when you're on a feature card. Uh, usually, the feature cards are created. There's a couple different ways, but you know, we'll just say for you know uh, the gatekeeper card. Usually, the gatekeeper gets to pick a player. The spot, the primary sponsor of the event gets to pick a player. Uh, DGPT will sometimes pick a player. Or the event gets to pick a player. There's a few different ways that mm-hmm. and, and protocols, that yeah. there's protocols to assemble a lead card. Um, and if the if the event wants to pick, you know, uh, the the am winner to to show up and play, by all means, that's that's fine. I think for the most part, they've stopped putting them on that featured featured card, the the primary live card. They usually will put them on a post production card, just because we all know what everybody wants to see. If it was up to a majority of the players, every card would be Paul, Ricky, Eagle, Simon. <laughs> you know, that's that is what most 
players. Or some similar variation of that. No, it would be those four. <laughs> uh, Chris Dickerson, Vinny. Nope, nope. Yeah, I, th- th- those are great players, but if you, I, I almost guarantee, if you pull the top four players that people want to see on coverage, it's going to be those four. Like, it just, those are almost the four most popular players. Everyone loves to see Vinny when he's on the on the feature card. and But in general, they're also some of the most entertaining. I don't necessarily consider Vinny entertaining on a feature card. He doesn't, he doesn't emote. He doesn't, uh, I mean, he, he is surgical in his throws. But he's not exactly fun to watch usually. It's like, wow. cool. He, he throws a great shot again. He throws a great putt again. He doesn't get excited rarely. You know, a lot of people want to see that that emotion that 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 Simon gives you, that Eagle gives you, that Paul gives you, that Ricky. You know, they have a, a charisma on live coverage that Vinny either purposefully doesn't give, and that's his and that's his brand, or maybe just doesn't exist inside of him. I don't know. I love. Vinny. I just think he you spent don't know the how night... to read him yet. I can tell every bit of his emotion. <laughs> I love the guy. He spent the night here in the basement in my house. You know, whether he liked it or not. I loved him a lot. It sounds like I mean, much. it's uh. But in general, those are usually so we know what everybody wants to see, and it's take it or leave it. So. Yeah, but my cousin, he's <laughs> rated like 970, and like he's really coming up. He, he, he wins focusing, league like every yeah, other week. You should be focusing <laughs> on like the next generation of players, and he's like 970. I mean, he was 9 like 60 last rating, so he's definitely coming up, and I think we should be watching him. Yeah. I'm sick of watching all those other guys. I get it. I Sometimes I love it when we get a new fa- one new face on there because we get to watch him for two or three holes before we start ignoring them. <laughs> Well, either way, uh, it, it was some good information that was put out there. Again, Andrew Presnell I, I is out on see, Twitter, and then uh, it, it kind of went from there as well. I would love to see that info kind of cross-referenced with a general uh, round rating. So, oh. like, hey, hey, is it true that everyone says, like, oh, these guys I are... I always play better when I play with better people. Uh, some people do. Um, but, no, I'm curious about whether, you, you know, having that advantage of playing in the afternoon or... You know, playing playing with that feature card. Some people play better with cameras. Some people probably don't play better with cameras. I would love to see if there is a, st- a truly statistical anomaly like, oh, look. And we'll just say, because he, Andrew Presnell, when he gets on the featured card on the, on the first day, he tends to shoot X points under his rating or X points above his mm-hmm. rating on average. Um, because I think there could be some statistical information to be gleaned from that. I don't necessarily know if it would change anything. But or hey, look at look at Macbeth. Macbeth tends to shine when the when the spotlight is brightest. Is does it help him? You know, because he's on it the most. Hey, look, Macbeth tends to shoot when he's on camera, twenty points over his his average or his rating, and when he's off camera, he shoots twenty points above his rating despite us. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I, those are the type of information I would like. I don't think it matters. I don't think it changes anything. But in general, well, I think about how. From there, like you said, there's so many other specific details that can factor in uh, how often a late afternoon round is going to actually have worse weather than a you know a 10 a.m. round, and who's on what card, and and uh, and then the cameras and the crowds and the galleries. Like for every, I feel like for every positive you can take from those experiences, you can find an equal negative yeah. that you could also draw from being there as well. And I agree. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and we know there's sponsor implications. There's sometimes bonuses. There's a lot of things that go along with it. And this this kind of, and I'm not, I promise you, I'm not going to dig into it. But this also somewhat has been at least a passenger on the bus of the conversation about, you know, should lower PDGA numbers be splitting ties because, and I know it's not a feature card, but for additional cards after that, well, hey, man, that's not fair. You know, Paul McBeth's number is, you know, 27,000. He's going to he's gonna beat out a tie versus a ton of the other open players. Or Johnny McRae is always going to win out a tie by having a lower PDGA number in the 9,000s. Or Simon, who's, you know, 8332. You shouldn't have missed that one putt then, dude. I, I, anyway, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that continues. That helps, you know, be in uh, in that conversation about... Um, you know, the cards, the implications, what it may or may not have to do with all of that. So anyway, uh, interesting stuff by Andrew. And um, yeah, I I think that is one specific thing of note is like, how often do the players then shoot their rating or how much worse? And and I look specifically, you know, I know we just said Eagle was 100%. Simon's not far off of that usually. And Simon has bluntly said, he's like, I haven't played for a month or I haven't played this event or I don't typically play well here or I haven't been around, especially when he's coming back. And he's like, and then I'm put on a feature card. I'm on Jomez. I'm on DGN. And, and I guess technically he, he could say no. Sure. You can, he he, he can decline. You can decline. There's then, then there's almost this weird pressure of like, yeah, people, but everybody wants to see you. And it's it's just funny. Simon is in a position like an eagle, like maybe a Paul and a Ricky, who just they're almost expected to not only be on the card, but then to perform once be, they're there. Because we know it it kind of doesn't matter. You throw Simon on any course under almost any conditions, and that guy can come out and shoot a ten eighty round, or he'll come out and shoot a ten ten round. Like that's Simon. That's that is the epitome of Simon Lazat. High highs, low lows, um, for him, low lows. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean he's not shooting your scores. No, he's not shooting our scores. Um, that's for sure. But in general, that's Simon, and that's what I think. Honestly, that's what people like to see. People like to see Simon because if he's shooting well, he's super happy. If he's shooting poorly, he kind of then decides to do the Simon thing, and it's like, oh, here comes the Simon line, and he's done a little less of that this year, but. That another reason, and Simon has built up his brand. But yes, any player can decline being on a featured card if they so choose. That that is uh, the right of a player. If they do not want to be on a featured card for round one, they can do that. Clearly, you can't do that for rounds two and three or four or five. You go where you go when we film it. But that's just life. Uh, and just a few quick notes off the board uh, as I'm seeing getting caught up. Does lower PDG number make it easier for them to get sponsors? No. No, not directly. I mean, ultimately, your your play, your skills, your charisma, all of those things. But what your PDG number is doesn't necessarily... Your PDG number can be a an indicator of your length in the game. It often does correlate. Wait. Are our numbers going to get a sponsor, Terry? <laughs> I mean, you're 10, 7, 3, 8. I'm 1, 4, 3, 2, 4. I'm knocking on the door of every manufacturer to start screaming for sponsorship. Hey man, I, I got, I have just a few hundred off of four digits, man. No. Uh, so does that directly? No, it does not. It absolutely does not. Um, again, as Spock and then replied, and yes, you're, you've probably been playing longer. 
um, and or there might be something that goes along with that. But the actual number itself should be relevant. I'll tell you right now, if there's somebody that has 232,300 and they're they're rated ten thirty. They're getting a sponsor, and and uh, you know mm-hmm. their their PDGA number absolutely doesn't matter. And I know we've talked about this before, as far as PDGA number and fairness. I can kind of understand the argument because Simon's PDGA number for the Europeans, a lot of them got the eight thousand numbers, mm-hmm. whether they signed up ten years ago or twenty years ago. You still kind of got the same eight thousand range number because the the field was so small back then that there are probably maybe four players that fit into that category these days that probably that, that still get that advantage. And Simon is one of them. Yeah. He, but at this point, it's almost a moot point. Cause look at what your uh, Nicholas Antala, look at what his PD. I have no clue what his PDJ number yeah. is offhand, but I don't think it's in the eight thousands anymore because they don't really do no, that anymore. So, so, so only, so really there's probably un- unless, you know, Marcus Kallstrom is going to come over and get on a feature card or Christian Sandstrom I think we're doing okay. It's just going to be Simon. Um, yeah, and I think even I think both of those guys are outside of were outside of it with that one thousand. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Were they? I, I, I believe they were. Um, and think about it too. I think about Simon's being eight three three two. I, which means he was. I was going to say he was alive. Of course he was. But um, his dad, his dad may have signed him up, and his number may have been you know, very low in the first place. If he would have signed him up as a child. Sure. He probably would have been like 17,000 or something weird like that. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. Um, I mean, I think about my, my daughter just turned 14 a few days ago and I had signed her up technically. I had reserved the number, so to speak, just as she was uh, about to be born. And she's four zero seven three eight, which is, Again, probably younger than, or probably lower than most of you my, on the board. Which and is. my son is four four three two four, and I'm one four three two four. Because you know, you could do that back in the day. Those were the days, folks. So, Those were the days. This is a little bit after show stuff, but my, your daughter just had her thirteenth, fourteenth birthday. My son is thirteen. He went into it for his doctor's appointment, and everything's great. They measured him. He's thirteen, six foot two and a quarter. <laughs> he is officially now Jeez. a freaking giant and it's i'm so upset that he doesn't love disc golf like he doesn't <laughs> mind to play but i keep thinking like kid you're like you could be the next ganon burr like you could throw a mile and he's just Meh, whatever you know he's a 13 year old so yeah m- maybe the same maybe he'll change his mind but ultimately it's like he's built for this sport yeah and uh and we'll see Someday. All right. Uh, a couple other things in the news that we can touch on. Did we see uh, uh, an award? Well, oh, actually, let's touch on more event stuff real quick. Um, in- talk about the big skins thing yeah. real quick. So, again, we're not going to talk about who actually won this, uh, the majority and or significant skins money. We're doing that because GK Pro is putting that out in the next day or two. I'm going to guess Thursday. Uh, I'll see if I actually have any specific updates. I did. I was having an exchange with them earlier tonight. So if I had something specific, I'd share it with you. But I don't. So uh, the last they had said, so I can share this with you, is post-production. We're excited to get it out as soon as possible. Uh, the skins matches take way longer to edit over normal tournament post-produce coverage, understandably, because you have all these people walking and talking and doing all these other things with cameras everywhere, as opposed to just being focused on the one person that's for sure throwing next. Uh, hopefully our fans understand we just need a little bit more time than we would normally with FPO post-production. 
Um, yeah, all that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, all that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I mean, so, to get into the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, we can quickly recap. And I know you had a nightly podcast that night when we found out um, last week. Obviously, we had the guys from GK Pro on. We talked a little bit about the broadcast. And then, obviously, come Saturday, uh, I'm sure everybody knows, all hell broke loose. Um, it was a it was unfortunate uh, just mm, failure on many aspects of the broadcast. And a lot of that can be traced back to the company that had maybe, we'll say, overestimated their abilities, uh, the Mason Productions. They had kind of promised, over-promised, and clearly under-delivered in that there there were some people that were not prepped like they should have been. I think that more than likely they were not fully aware of the scope of what they needed to do and they didn't perform like they said they were going to they promised things and didn't deliver period and there's not a lot of that there's not a lot that we can do or that GK could do or that Eagles Crossing could do when you you know you you think you vet somebody and they say all the right things but then they show up and drop the ball in Epic proportions in multiple ways. I, I think you had said uh, <laughs> at one point, you know, they were supposed to come with, a, you know, the, like a disc golf network broadcaster, a, a, a director, someone who switches the shots, a producer, someone who maybe talks about what's going on, a replay op, a graphic op, an audio person, multiple and then multiple and, people out on the course in terms of parabolic mics. Yep. Along with camera operators and, and everything else. And nobody showed up. Like they just flat out did not show up, you know. So now you have a couple camera guys and one or two people in the the, the station. What what do you do? You know, you, your GK Pro. You know, there. I, I think there is honestly a little bit of we'll say fault to spread around amongst all the parties for sure. You know, Eagles Crossing. They probably should have vetted a little bit better. GK Pro, they've been around live long enough where maybe they could have sniffed something out. I don't know what their involvement was in sure. in the entire production, if it, if they left it more to Eagles Crossing, if whatnot. Because, I mean, obviously, those guys are on the road all the time, up yeah. until literally the week before. They, they had covered almost every single weekend. So I think they just, you know, maybe their fault was that they uh, relied too much on another person to, and then put their name all over something. You know, it's the GK skins, you know, big yeah. money skins. And when you put your name on it, ultimately there's a little bit of fault that you have to you have to take when something fails. Um, and and we all know, you know, the GK Pro skin, the GK Pro guys, they did the right thing when they saw that this went under. They pretty much immediately said, "We're going to issue refunds because this isn't what we promised." So I give so many props to those guys because that's a that's a huge amount of money. You know, a couple thousand people probably signed up at $15 and they are refunding all of that. So shout out to them, honestly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I saw there was a lot of immediate criticism and or second guessing or questioning as well of people talking about, you know, how is this going to impact the the payouts and blah, blah, blah. All the payouts were independent. and, And I feel like that is a more than a statement worth making all of the payouts for all of the event was independent of how well or not the 
the uh, pay-per-view model had gone. So I think that is also of note for sure, uh, because there was immediately a lot of criticism thrown out about that. I'm just going to read in case you haven't seen it already. I'll read right off their, their page. Uh, this is something they post yesterday. They said live uh, Big Money Skins Championship live stream refund status. It says refunds f- for LiveDiscGolf.net will begin processing today. This was Monday. Um, we are working with YouTube to process membership refunds next. GK Pro is committed to getting refunds to all who purchase the pay-per-view. Thank you for all your patience and continued support as we try to push the boundaries on sharing disc golf with the world. So as you said, uh, you know, offering up the refunds is really, truly the best thing that they could do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what, yeah. I, outside of that, I don't know what else you can, um, you know, yeah, they, they did the right or expect at that point. They did so. the right thing. And, um, and that, that's all you can ask when, you know, you, you see that you stepped in it. All you can do is hopefully, you know, clean it up. So, uh, yeah, and, and and just to answer any questions, and I know I talked about this a little bit uh, on my own feed on on Saturday night as this was going down, and somebody even posted it in our in our wall here tonight as we were getting started. Uh, we don't we don't take any satisfaction or excitement out of the idea that this had the struggles that it did. Uh, there's there's so many ways that not only is this different, but also, you know, as Johnny mentioned last week, there is excitement to see. New ideas get introduced, new ideas get pushed or boundaries being pushed, uh, new concepts. I mean, it's it's not mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's a secret that when we saw how well that uh, Fulcrum back in the day had integrated a drone into the coverage at the USDGC, that uh, that honestly changed my mind, changed my opinion Me as too. to how a drone could be uh, integrated. And then drone ha- a drone, for instance, has very much become an integral part of the disc golf network and of our broadcast, you know, as of, uh, you know, here moving forward. So those are the types of things that I think can be learned and gained and not just, you know, borrowed or stolen either. But when you see just somebody else doing something, even if, especially if you've been doing it for a long time, to see someone else's fresh take or perspective on it. Now, as somebody just put on the board minutes ago, um, you know, maybe a life lesson here, as I like to talk to my kids about life lessons, is <laughs> is just generically always pulling back a little bit and being careful about any time you're about to offer something, maybe for the first time, that, uh, you know, you're, you're proclaiming it as going to be the best, most extensive, and or the best ever. And, and that's maybe what rubbed us wrong years ago when we've seen other live broadcasts that came <laughs> along and said, you know, we're going to do this better than it. Cause we were the only ones doing it Smashbox at the time. And we're going to come out, we're going to do it way better. And they epically failed the very first uh, nine holes. This other company had done years ago. And so I think there is a lesson literally for everyone involved on whatever side you are of just modesty. Yeah. Of just hedging your bets a little, a little bit of modesty and and of course you have high expectations. Everybody wants to raise the bar, but maybe maybe uh, curtail or hold back some of those claims and let the poof poof the proof be in the poof. pudding. Um, Terry, you know what I have to say to that? Whammo, whammo, <laughs> whammo. Um, it, here and on a positive side. Now that GK Pro and Eagles Crossing, and I don't know who does, there's some questions on the board, how much do people lose and this and that. I don't know who pays for what. I don't know if this is coming out of somewhat, some of it's coming I out do. of GK. So I'll, I'll share some of those. Okay. Things. Real quick. Uh, 
the the information that was given directly from GK Pro is there was nearly a six figure check that was written to this Mason agency that, yeah, I, that yep. massively underperformed <laughs> and or uh, you know figuratively and somewhat literally didn't show up. So a a near six figure check written to them. Um, GK Pro, of course, as we just said, refunding any and all all monies. No, my question, and and maybe you're getting to this part, is like I understand. I knew the amount. We kind of talked a little bit, but but whose pocket is it coming out of? Is GK Pro losing money on this by refunding? Is Eagles Crossing losing money on this? Like, do we? I, is my, it is it in, is it public information on as far as who pays what amount? Um. So, from what I've gathered, is that. Uh, Eagles Crossing is taking the the brunt of all challenges okay. here. Uh, cl- I don't it's I don't think any secret that uh, that that Philip at Eagles Crossing has uh, deep pockets, copious amounts of money, <laughs> has has dollar bills, um, and, and not to say anyone wants to be you know hissing away money or throwing away money, but uh, he he is you know had written the original check. I guess that had gone to Mason, obviously pouring in. Uh, more than six figures into the overall skins match to also uh, ensure the payouts and everything else, uh, along with all the insane infrastructure. You know, they talked about multi-millions of dollars have been poured into the course existing in the first place. And uh, by and large, it sounds this. Now, of course, GK Pro is suffering some monetary uh, setback to it. And also maybe even more so the damage of, you know, their reputation and being associated uh, with I, what turned out to be a flop, but I think they're on their way of of that full blown recovery. Yeah, I don't think this is going to like not like we saw in the past with things like the American Disc Golf Tour and Salient and other things. I don't think this is going to stick on GK Pro nearly as much as what some of the things we've seen in the past. For sure, and and I think that's also as we all know with any reputation, right? There they have this long, steady, steadfast relation uh, reputation of being great guys doing as much as they possibly can. And we'd like to, you know, we're going to assume that all of that goodwill will continue to carry forward Mm -hmm. for them as it should. I mean, they tried something big. It, uh, they were part of it that did failed that failed. And, and I, I don't think they're abstaining all, you know, as you mentioned, they're not also, you know, kicking the can down the road and saying, well, we had nothing to do with this. This is absolutely, um, but it, it does sound like a large majority of the things were, um, you know, ultimately out of their hands. So, and you and I have both said publicly and maybe, I don't know if you've actually said it to GK pro, but like, I don't need my $15 back. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. I don't really care one way or the other. If you, if, if, if Although I, I did get ripped on you're, we're about to get ripped on. Cause now, uh, I, I was warned. Dis- disposable income, blah, 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 whatever. Yes. Okay. I, you know, like again, the, the house next door to me went up for sale two days ago and it's going for $550,000. Oh, so, damn. so I, I, I'm not, yeah, like I'm not the $15. I, keep it GK pro. If it's going in your pocket, please, by all means. Um, but what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is that I got $15 worth of entertainment on the day because you if you argue that for sure, if you were not, part of the live broadcast you missed out on some of the most phenomenal humor and awkwardness that i maybe have 
ever seen while watching disc golf. And that says a lot because I've been around you. Dude, we, we, and I've been part of some spectacular failures. <laughs> Things that we didn't, our very first broadcast had to be cut short because we literally ran out of battery. Yeah. Yep. We, we didn't have enough battery to get through 18 holes in 2014. 2014. Like, like, Talk about like, oh, well, I guess we're ending the show because we got no batteries. Yeah, I, I think I remember saying like, uh, we're going to stand down essentially and we're going to go charge batteries so we can bring you the final few holes. Yeah. So we had to take a break in in the and middle just, of the round. Like these, these are things that you do while you're learning. Like we have been USDGC last year. Literally, we had an Internet failure at the studio that took down the broadcast on on hole 17. Like. People didn't see some of the putts, and for some people, it didn't come back up right away. I've been a part of some spectacular failures. This was a failure that was, and granted, I'm on this side of the of the camera for that, on this side of the switchboard. I was able to watch and be participant in the community. It was so much fun. Like, it, it wasn't what anybody wanted. Everybody wanted to see a great broadcast. Um, everybody wanted to see something new and spectacular. But what we got was... Possibly memes for years. You know, we got a really fun, awkward, slightly awkward exchange between the guy we dubbed as Goog yeah, and, Rich. and and, and yeah, Rich Gould yep. and Kelvin Heimberg. And then you, you, you hear the guy talking to Jeremy, asking the most, you know, ridiculous questions for a pay-per-view event. Yeah. And that's a whole nother discussion. And this guy is, as we said, he's a Hall of Fame broadcaster in Missouri. He he was a broadcaster for the 2019 uh, Blues Stanley Cup run. He was a, a broadcaster for St. Louis. I think the St. Louis Cardinals and some playoff run they made. I don't like the Cardinals, so I hate them. So I'm not going to talk about them. Yeah. But suck it, Mark Molina. McGuire. Yeah, and Mark <laughs> McGuire. No, Mark McGuire is always going to be an A. I don't. I don't, I, don't I don't count his brothers. I don't count his Cardinals years. He's he's in athletic. Okay, Terry. All right, all right, all right. All right. So, all right him in the Ack. That's right. Him and Ack in the, with the mullet. Um, and and so anyway, if you weren't part of that, I'm sorry you missed out. And I get it. A lot of people are like, I'm glad I didn't pay my 15 bucks. I can understand that. That's fine. But that afternoon, I had so much to do, and I couldn't pull myself away from the chat. <laughs> I couldn't pull myself away from some miserable, like, watching Jeremy Colling and, and Rich just have to fill time. The, it was it was so much fun, and I, I don't regret that. I, I, want, I don't want 15 bucks. I want a shirt. I want a shirt that's like, I survived the Goog or something. I, I made it through the Big Money Skins broadcast. That's what I want. And if... I'll say if GK Pro doesn't try to uh, monetize the memes on this, I think they might be missing out just a little bit. So ultimately, we w- we all wanted to see something great, and yeah. that's not what happened, unfortunately. Because I- I've said in a lot of different places, I love Disc Golf Network. I work for them. I think they're you know I work with them, not for them. I work with them uh, as a contractor, but I'm also a huge fan of competition. I think when somebody steps in and can show you something different, you look at things in a new light. And that's what I was looking forward to. What can what can we see on it with a close to six-figure broadcast, hardwired, um, mesh network, all that stuff? And it unfortunately, we found out from this particular production that it didn't necessarily work out the way they thought it would. So um, I'm, I'm hoping that this isn't the, the last live company to try to step in and do disc golf. 
I don't think it will be because if disc golf keeps expanding, we're going to see more people want to dip their toes in and, uh, and get a piece of the pie. You know, I'm a supporter of disc golf stream, the European streaming network. I, I pay for that one. I watch that when I can in the mornings before like disc golf broadcasts or whatever. I, I just, I like to watch live. And I think that that is a big and important thing to do for, uh, for our, our business. We, we need to see alternatives. And that's what I was hoping for. But that ain't what I got. I got the Goog. I got, got an alternative. I got an alternative. I got I got to see people step on the slab. Yeah, I got on the slab. On the slab. Which is not I, I cannot say this enough. I know we made the joke. It's not terrible. It's at least unique. It's original. I mean, it clearly it's yeah. a T, it's a T pad. Uh we have a T in golf. Yeah, of course. It does it look like stay. a slab. It, it is. It's, it's a, a slab, slab of concrete. Of concrete. <laughs> like it's it's legit. I he's not wrong with it. And I in fact uh don't mind that and the one that i think the there was a lot of good lines but just the when his his burst of excitement to then yell out whammo like <laughs> that one that one even with a guy filled with endless terrible puns and dad jokes that one still didn't make me feel good um and, and maybe <laughs> it, just because because whammo is a company that's yeah, been known for disc golf in the past and it did not or it did make you feel it good. didn't it did oh. not because because eh. i mean the funny part is he probably didn't even make the equation in his head like whammo is a disc company oh, no, i think it, he did i think it was intentional you think it was intentional like, like so. whammo is yeah not, like he yelled out whammo like huh. thinking it's frisbee related maybe there's a burning question if there's if there's a follow-up some are saying we should have him on the show tonight, uh, which would have been a good idea. That would be a good question, is if that was an intentional pun or play on Frisbee. I have to think it was. Knowing his history, knowing his background, his sport is his, uh, you know, his sports background in broadcasting. Because he clearly, I mean, he went to Wikipedia. He he hung out on disc golf. Wikipedia. Well, he talked about the holy shot. Yeah, like it was. Yeah. So I mean, he he was doing his homework. And and again, from another perspective, I'm thinking totally selfishly of like, what what would I do if I got dropped into a sport? He clearly has covered all these sports. Mm-hmm. What if I got dropped into? Uh, I'll throw another uh, niche sport out there, like a cornhole or or whatever. Uh, Ultimate, I know a little bit more about, but some other sport that I that's not mainstream that I know very little to almost a bags. Yeah, well, I guess it's cornhole. Uh, but drop me into one of those and then make me the broadcaster, the host. See, I think I guess it depends on how it's set up because, like you said, yeah. it was pay per view, so everybody that was tuned and- in knew disc golf so we didn't need we didn't need we didn't need the explainers we didn't need jeremy and 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 rich going through like literally at one point jeremy was talking what a hyzer is yeah and that's that that's fine but i understand like when at that point like it, it was it's again hindsight 2020 it's all funny now but you know, as Isaac is on the board, you know, as he said, maybe maybe things will change a little bit once the pain kind of fades away a little bit. And I get that. I get that. Trust me. There, there's been Monday mornings or, or Tuesdays that I've not wanted to do broadcast because I knew the weekend didn't go so hot. But when when Rich gets there and sees what an absolute train wreck, because he he had he's just a hired gun. Uh- Okay. I, I don't think he has anything to do with the actual broadcast. I think he's just a hired gun that's like, hey, you're a professional broadcaster. We can drop you into a situation, learn a little bit about disc golf, and and fill time. Throw to commercials when they are some, and maybe just do your general play-by-play thing. And we'll put you with someone who knows what they're talking about. I don't think he 
probably had much to do with the actual technology side. But when you do that, when, when he gets there and he sits down and he realizes, oh crap, this is not going to go the way I want it to today. We're not going to see a lot of golf. We're not going to see this. We're not going to see that. I mean, he did maybe the best he could. Like, I know a lot of people were ripping him, like, oh, he should have done more research in this and that, but uh, like, well, yeah, it's kind of was, you're, you're stuck. You're stuck there it, for it, a day. Yeah. <laughs> to some degree, it kind of depended on, uh, you know, what his, you know, and maybe he, I think he over or underestimated whether it was the time that needed sure. to be filled and or how segments or transitions might work. Um, mm-hmm. And so he clearly had some information that he clearly researched. There's, there was no doubt about it. Um, you know, and what he's talking about and then the, the origins of, of disc golf and or Frisbees in the 1927. And, you know, and, and I, I did remember rolling my eyes, just thinking, 1927. Exactly. I rolled my eyes and I'm like, all right, this might go off the rails here, depending on what he used for a source. Um, it is what it is. So here's the real question. Here's the big takeaway. Often, and it could be from a dislike of me or any other host. Often we hear people say, disc golf needs professional broadcasters. Oh, we got one. Bring in the Googs. <laughs> My question to you now is, and I'm not ripping on him, but now we that is a snapshot of a guy who is not a disc golfer. And I know he's just one a one-off scenario, but does that at mm-hmm. all sway the opinion of people that, that know nothing about disc golf? Should they be hosting? A disc golf. No, this was not the the scenario for Rich. Now, if you gave Rich, we'll just say you hire Rich right now. You say, Rich, you're going to be for a year. You're going to be the 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 voice of disc golf. You have from November first until February twenty seventh, or whatever the day is that that twenty fifth, whatever the pro tour starts. Your job is to learn disc golf. Here are the players. Here's the sport. You are a professional. I think Rich probably does a good job. You know, I think, but you can't drop somebody. I don't care if you drop Bob Costas in there. He might be a little entertaining, but he's going to sound like an idiot because he doesn't know the sport. Mm. And my guess is that I don't know how long they that Rich knew he had the gig, what basic research he did, if he thought it was just a I don't know if he thought it was a paycheck. Isaac is on the board. I'm assuming that's Isaac from uh, GK Pro. And he says, uh, Rich got screwed in all of this. I feel so freaking bad for him. Uh, you know, for him, Germ and Luke, you know, that he he was standing around there saying, like, WTF is going on around me. Again, I think Rich just in general, unfortunately, probably a great broadcaster. Oh, the, yeah, if, if no you if, if you he's like I said he's in the Missouri Hall of Fame for broadcasters. Yeah, they don't just let anyone into that. They don't. I can't even. It's name not another like, person. It's not like the. <laughs> it's not like the Iowa broadcasters. No. They'll, they let any Yahoo oh, in there. Yeah. Not Missouri. They have a. Like I said, strict. I couldn't even name another person that they've let into the. Missouri That's right. Me neither. <laughs> so unfortunately for Rich, you know. But yes, you're saying do, should we. People are saying we need professional broadcasters. I think Rich could be a good professional broadcaster with a little bit more prep, probably a little bit more time. But this is, and you know, and yes, you can fault him for this. It was a one-off gig. He probably thought he could collect a paycheck, which he hopefully did for his time, and get through with some help from Luke 
and Germ. And as everyone is saying on the board, Germ was a hero. You know, he was able to carry the show at times um, just with stories and what, you know, player information and talking to to to, to Rich. Germs helped a very poor, you know, you, you put Germ in a, a lifeboat with a giant hole in it and he bailed water pretty well. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, and, sure. and that's what we, and that's good, good on Germ. So, but ultimately I don't know if we need professional broadcasters, an event like this, not a good idea, period. I think this is one where you probably look at someone internal to the sport that has some experience. I, I think of like, of course you, Robert McCall, Charlie Eisenhood, someone that knows what's going on. I think that would have been a better move. But again, you give someone with professional broadcast experience a little bit of run up and tell them that this is their gig for a long term deal. I would be interested to see how that would pan out. And I don't know if it's any better than what we have now, to be honest. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's been said time and time again, all of us that are within DGN, we've had these conversations that we know, literally every one of us knows there's room for improvement, whether you're a color commentator or you're a host like myself and Ian and Me? Charlie and Johnny. Yes. Oh, God. We'll get there. Oh, oh, we'll get there, folks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, all of us are more than ready, willing, and able to to have some professional insight and feedback and training in those capacities. I I... You know, somebody just said on the board, like, imagine dropping me into a uh, a, uh, a a professional volleyball match. Well, where, I mean, yeah, at least volley- volleyball, volleyball yeah. you know the rules. No, they at least. said skateboarding, where I don't know like Yo, all sure, the tricks, and sure. that's a yeah. that's a great example of slalom skiing. Yeah, you know? where it's like I um I can't imagine, and I know that would be very, of course, incredibly difficult. And then I, again, I think it steeple chase. I think it goes back to steeple run. I forget what it's um, called. You know what is the because if the host is supposed decathlon, to, I'm just going to name sports dummy, you'd, you'd be really play, shitty at to play. You know, like the you know the just lob up questions. Then I think there's a the, you know that's a set way that's a water set polo. But if the host is there to help, like provide additional insight, equestrian. Yeah, that's, that's a really tough one for Rich to do. I can name a lot. He he'd be really three, bad at. He had three touchdowns. <laughs> 1972, three yeah. touchdowns against the Ozark uh, team. Uh, not his best game, though, because at one point he almost started to talk about his six-touchdown game against somebody else. But I thought that else. was somebody else. I no, was, I think that was him. i got to go back. But it, was against, but it was against a different team. All right. So uh, with, with all of that, let's... Uh, um, we can move off of that. Congratulate Isaac, who is on the board. Thank you very much. You guys are heroes. I, I know it sucks to have something like that fall on you. Again, I trust me, from the bottom of my heart, I feel you. I feel you. I understand where you're coming from. Um, that particular type of broadcast for in the future, I will say something like that. If if someone internally is looking at doing that, don't be afraid to reach out to me or Terry or anyone because we can help in general. Because a broadcast like that, I think you need almost like thirty to sixty days prep to know what you don't know. Because I still don't understand how uh, what the what the plan was for a roaming camera. As we know, because right now they didn't plan on using the live views and the course can only do so much. If it's mesh network, that mesh network, I guarantee you, doesn't cover that whole course. And if it does, it's not strong enough to do whatever. Um, how the commentators are going to get the info from the course, because we use UDISC for most of our events where it's like, cool, we know what shot they're on because we have somebody scoring that card. Um, what? I don't know how the broadcasters were going to get that information. Maybe you guys had a plan. 
maybe there was no plan from this other media company. But in general, if you ever have questions, please, by all means, reach out. You know, we're, we're contractors for DGN. We don't work for them. We can help you, too. <laughs> All right. Did you sign so, an exclus- exclusivity agreement yet? Um, no, I gotta. Okay. Uh, that's all right. We gotta ask for that cash. Make that money. All right. So this weekend, if you thought Rich was amazing, <laughs> step Listen. right on up, Johnny V. So wait, wait. So Charlie Eisenhood. So this weekend it was going to be the Lake Marshall, but now we're doing the the NADGT yeah. in in Austin, Texas, at the live Live Oak Barrel Brewery. There's a course, a 13 hole course there. Um, that the, that the Disc Golf Network is going to be broadcasting live. Um, they asked Charlie Eisenhood. Mm. Too busy. Oh, Charlie. They, they asked Ian Anderson. Not available. Mm. They asked Ian. Terry Miller. Ah. Unfortunately, not available. No. So. I think there's one more. Uh, I'm sure there was. Who else has done a broadcast? Uh, Grant Zellner. Grant Zellner from the PDGA. Not available. So step right off. They, on. <laughs> they 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 dug through the archives. They went to 2012 PDGA Worlds commentator. 2011. 2011. Sorry, thank you. Whatever year. It's 2012 <laughs> was Charlotte. Thanks. 20, 2012 was uh, Charlotte. 2011 was uh, Santa Cruz. 2011. They dug through the archives and they said, "Who hasn't had their chance at live broadcasting since 2011?" Oh, Who? I think they ignored. Or they D- Oh yeah, D- Dust Moreau. They asked him. He was busy. And so, then, and then, and then they, they, so after you scratch off the bottom of the list, you go to the top, the number one person that you want to do your live broadcast, Johnny V. Uh-huh. I will be making my commentary, hopefully commentary debut this weekend for the NADGT on a course. I don't know with players. I don't know. And no count it zero. You disc help. Boom. So when you need someone. That's going to just literally make things up on the fly. You know the guy to go to. Mm-hmm. I'm sure what they did is they probably called John Dusler and said, can we find that 2011 footage? They listened to it. Yep. And they said, oh, damn, this wow. is this How is has this guy good. never gotten a Step chance? Step aside, Rich. You don't get a second R- chance before Johnny R- V. Rich, R- Rich Gould, uh-uh. back up. Yep. We're go bringing back in, to your Hall of Fame. We're bringing in the A-team. Literally, uh, Mr. T. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I can't think of anyone else who was on the A team. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, but any, no. For, Along with the Scooby Doo folks. The Scooby Doo folks. <laughs> weird vans. Yep. They both had weird vans. Yeah. That's odd. <laughs> I think all heroes um, do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, um, a couple weeks ago, when we were doing a broadcast, uh, our, our, our primary audio person, Tosi, and I were talking, uh, and, and we were just in general chatting, and I said, I've done almost every job in the Disc Golf Network and Smashbox for the past seven years, other than commentary. I said, I, I know every position. I said, I've never done commentary. Uh, I And even at the time, I was like, it's something I would be interested in just to kind of say that I've done every job. I've done graphics. I've, d- I've had to run replay with Gary. You know, I've, I've done the directing and producing at the same time. Not like the producing like Mo does where it's a dedicated job where he actually puts in a ton of effort. Mm. My producing was more on the fly back in the day. I said, but I've never done commentary and it's something I would maybe like to try someday. Well, let me tell you when everybody else bails, Johnny V fails. Uh, Johnny, Johnny V fails. <laughs> I will be stepping inside the booth, probably right here, um, to do some commentary with Christine Jennings. Now, great. Uh, no, let me say this. 
this isn't a hundred percent set in stone. Mm. My, you could still get replaced. I could still get, replaced. still get replaced. I should still get replaced. Okay. Um, I, uh, I talked with Mo and I said, Hey, I'm available this weekend. If mm. nobody else is like, I, I'm happy to do it. Um, I, I will, I will, I will cover whatever needs to be done at this NADGT event Somebody's with a bunch of rich right now, a bunch of players that nobody knows, um, on a broadcast that few will probably watch. And it will be a lot of fun. I think me and Christine could have a, have a, a quite an enjoyable time doing this, but in the off chance that they do find somebody else to cover, um, I could be replaced. Mm, gosh, and, and don't, I, don't break our heart. And I would be okay. not tease us that way. I would be okay with that. I am looking forward oh, to doing this, tease. but I think that if they do find someone who is a little bit more prepared, not, I don't say prepared a little bit more experienced for the position, by all means, I told them, please let them do that. Um, but in general, I think it could be fun to get uh, to get my uh, my dip my toes in the commentary pool, which I again literally haven't done live since 2011. Um, and I did I think one post production post with me with once. you once or twice way back in the day. I'd like to do a little bit of post on an event or players that I know. I think when I did it with you, it was a course I didn't know with with some general players, three or four of which I didn't know, mm-hmm. and uh, probably one pro who I did. So I'm I'm excited this weekend to to try something new. Honestly, it's it's going to be two nine hole rounds um, with the top four uh, men and the top four women in the field. Each round should probably be about an hour and a half of Christine and I vamping and talking. And I need so here's what I need from the board or message board if you want to leave a message. We need a we need a fun catchphrase, mm. something that I can say. A lot, like a lot, like, you know, that's what Terry would have said. (laughs) That could be your bailout. That's what Terry would have said. Yeah. You can say something stupid. Be like, ah, Miller would have said that. (laughs) Uh, No, I need a a catchphrase because you don't really do. I've never, I don't have a catchphrase. I know you need a catchphrase, Terry. Everyone needs a catchphrase. I'm waiting for one to organically develop. I I understand that. I understand that. It's been a long time though. So your organs aren't developing over there. No. So um, I'm going to need, I'm going to, so please, uh, Mo recommended zippity doo zippity day. <laughs> and I don't know if that's going to fly with me, uh, I but think, <laughs> I think there might be a, that's a legality there. There very well could be. I don't know if I want to be quoting song of the South when Disney won't even release it because mm. it's relatively racist. Um, so I don't know if that's the one I want to choose, but in general, we're going to, we're going to have some fun. So if you're interested you're probably not. And watching uh, this weekend, please, by all means, tune in to the NADGT and and see the, our new top uh, players that will probably be the stars of tomorrow. So, you know, in, in two years when one of these guys makes the, or, or women, makes the lead card of our Pro Tour event and they have to pull up old footage and they hear me oh, saying, geez. look at that zippity doo zippity day. That's right. stuck forever. Uh, you're going to permanently ruin I'm going to ruin somebody's kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and in general, I mean, we saw Kyle Klein come from NADGT. He, he was one of the champions. Yeah. Um, last year, What it was uh, the little the redhead kid. Mm, Evan Scott. Evan Scott, thank you. Um, he, Evan you know, Smith. Smith, Evan Scott. Evan They're Smith. both really good and from the same like neighborhood. So yeah. It's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. They, they, we can't, uh, you can't expect us to remember that crap. <laughs> uh, uh, Silas Schultz. Silas Schultz was a winner of a vehicle yeah, that he couldn't drive. Many years ago. So, yeah, it's. Um, 
And ATG has a really good history of uh, some pretty solid players. It so this certainly is, has. It's doing exactly what they uh, what they wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. As Ray says, it, NADGT is the National Amateur Disc Golf Tour. Yes. So, so ultimately, don't let me dissuade you from watching just because I might be broadcasting. Mm. I'm going to class up the joint, though, Terry. I'm going full suit jacket. Oh yeah. That's that. That's how you need to debut for for the for the three minutes I plan on being on camera. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Suit jacket. You know, as I, just I always post- said that if I got in commentary, that's what I would do, and that's what I'm going to do. Uh okay, I like it. And and chain banger, thank you with the uh, the correction <laughs> for us. Micah Groth was in fact. My, oh yes, the, yes. Uh, Micah it was Groth. not Evan Scott or Evan Smith, who are probably both contenders. Yeah, I can I can picture I, like I said I can picture the kid with the haircut that swoops down over his forehead. I, I just couldn't remember the actual name. Uh, EF says, "What's Dave Felder's <laughs> connection to NADGT?" Uh, wow. Dave, I, I'm going to say is like the owner. If if I don't know exactly how the the CEO organizational chart yeah works but uh, essentially i mean for lack of a better phrase we'll call him the owner president type inventor uh, in charge he came up so with the nadgt is it post coverage no it'll be live uh if that's what you're talking about um i don't know if there'll be any post production that comes as a result of it or I, not or if it'll be exclusively just live i haven't heard if it's nine holes i something tells me that it will just uh, are you prepared to lose your job to me i am and as tim says can we mute johnny v and listen to christine that a a that should be an offer i agree uh, with that or an that's option. that's the that's the uh, companion stream yes it'll be just be christine and then b i'll i'll repeat what i just put in the chat which is there's some days i'm glad i'm deaf in one ear so that i can maybe listen <laughs> just, just take and, one headphone off and yeah, just listen yeah, to me there are some days i'm very glad uh so uh, well, uh, so good luck. I, I just want to know at what point <laughs> when I tune in, because I'll be out at the course or something. Oh, you're not going to tune, tune in. in. Don't lie. I'll tune in, and it's just Christine, and then I get a text from you like, yeah, they pulled me off. I'm tired. <laughs> Like, uh, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. It's, it's Mo jumped in for me. Or Mo, yeah, Mo comes in and tells me. So, mm. uh, good. And, and as as I've as I told Mo, I said I I can talk golf. I can talk I can talk players that I don't know, courses that I don't know. I'll I'll do my research on the course. I saw Connor O'Reilly actually did a walkthrough of the full twelve or thirteen holes, whatever it is. I don't believe they're doing all of those. I think they're just going to pick nine, probably do a safari of some sort. Um, the part that is um, that that's going to make me stumble, and I know at some point, hopefully, um, I'll I'll be able to I'll do a little practice and get through it. But is probably like the intro and maybe throwing to commercials, where suddenly Mo is like, or that's not going to be Mo. It's going to be Tosi. Like, hey, we're going to a commercial. So, and I and I need Just to come yell at, commercial. <laughs> <It's> commercial. <laughs> Whatever he says. <laughs> commercial <laughs> this is when as soon as it says that it easy. in his head people will get the hint going to sponsor <laughs> <laughs> it'll be easy so the, no. the, those are the parts that that to me are the most difficult of, of anything because everything else i mean yeah. i watch you do it terry you're just reading off a screen like cool mo's gonna flash up a graphic and you're gonna and, and i watch you lean forward and squint a little bit like yeah. oh yeah evan scott from uh, J- Joliet, Tennessee. Is that what? Um, he, 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 yeah, his, 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 his mom. I'm friends with his mom on Instagram. Um, and like that, that's Terry Miller for you right there. <laughs> You're not gonna have those friendships though. You might be a little lost. You're right. I will not have the player's mom's friend as friends like you do. <laughs> 
Well, uh, good luck. And Thank uh, you. well, I mean, this is a contract year, so uh, uh, I mean, Terry, if we if we don't get invited back next year, you know why? Uh, the question is, yeah, does the do I do I go down with the sinking ship? Is the next question? I suppose we'll we'll. Probably oh, no, you bail, Terry. Try, <laughs> we, we've been friends since we were like 14. Yeah, we've known each other since we were 14. We've been really friends since we we're about eight, 17, 18. Um, you bail like a madman. You just ditch me. You just don't even, <laughs> I give, even know that guy. Don't, don't even cool. give me a life preserver. No, those 400 episodes <laughs> together. That wasn't me. Or that, I don't recall. I think that was his brother. That was his twin brother. That just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, uh, good luck. And uh, I won't be tuning in. I know. So uh, <laughs> I think. And then we had some other stuff of note. There's nothing else of note here. Yeah, no, there is some stuff that's actually <laughs> oh, important. No, uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about, um, I want to congratulate um, Own Scoggins. I know I, yes. I brought her up earlier, but she was uh, inducted to the, and I'm going to screw this up, Terry. Hopefully you have it there. I believe it's the Lao American hall of fame sports hall of fame mm. something something along those lines and i feel bad because now i'm 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 murdering it. i had it <laughs> this hosting thing is you've got it now <laughs> I, I i i literally had it brought up just a second ago and i uh introduction lean to the forward, la- i was right forward read it the the the, the lao american sports hall of fame so congratulations to own scoggins on that oh, for um, sure she well deserved the number two player in our sport right now um she did a a podcast with some uh with some people I'm talking about just her coming up through the sport and how she met her husband and how he introduced her. So in general, I mean, you, you know, me, you know, Terry, we both absolutely love own and think she's the most spectacular person in the world. And in general, I think she should be playing the NADGT. So I have a lot more fun, but she's not. (laughs) I'll just say this. What the F is wrong with you? If you don't like own Scoggins, like, at that point, there has as, to be one a, person. I, I, there might be, but I just keep thinking like that's a you problem. That's, of of that's, course, this is clearly not an own problem. I you would have to dig deep or have some petty or just because she beats you or something. There would have to be <laughs> some really, really outrageous, petty, ridiculous something for you to dislike Own Scoggins. Mm-hmm. No, I, that, that, I, I, mean, I, I'm with you. And there's very few people on the planet. I think you could say that so emphatically about. Mm-hmm. But she's she's definitely you one. and I. I can completely understand why people wouldn't <laughs> oh, like heck us. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even like you. I barely like you. <laughs> I barely like me. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, but own, but yeah. own. You can't not love her. Exactly. So. Oh, maybe uh, yeah, the parking attendant at Glow. He's the one guy that doesn't. I think that was Worlds, but yeah. At, at Masters Worlds. Yeah. He's the one guy that maybe the, has the, a. The story, yeah. Long story, go back and look. Stories. Go back and look. But yes, that, I guess if there's any truth to that alleged story, um, then yes, then maybe. <laughs> so, so congratulations to Own. It's honestly, that's an honor and. Um, it it's it's something hopefully that she that she is extremely proud of because she should be yeah awesome i'm checking in with registrations they're still pouring in uh i also do again because we do have a lot of regional listeners um in two weeks we are going to have on november 4th here in milwaukee area 
It's technically Oconomowoc, or as our deaf disc golfers taught me, that they, they refer to it as O5 because there's five O's in Oconomowoc, which it, has to be just a pain to spell out to finger spell. Oh, yeah, to finger spell. So they call it O5. I always, something and I always remember how to spell it because it's an O every other letter. Oconomowoc. Yeah, there's five of them. Anyway. Yep. Wow. Uh, out at Wisconsin Brewery Park, Wisconsin something or other park, it's in Oconomowoc. It's a brand new double tr- uh, A park. Absolutely beautiful. I think it's the, the blue hounds or the dog hounds or the hounds. We're going to have a disc golf event taking place out there. It's going to be largely like this walk around nine holes of putting. Uh, Drink Wisconsinably is actually having their big party for their release of a beverage. I almost brought you, Johnny. Uh, it is oh. their first ever canned old fashioned. Oh, you should have brought that, Terry Miller. I, I, I didn't want to give one up to you. That's such a dickhead. That's why I didn't bring it, because the cans that I was given yesterday, I want to drink. So Literally, I'm sitting here, like, I'm, I'm drinking a, a, a bullet whiskey, and you you know. I, I know. I almost did. And I was like, no, but I want to drink it. it when, I'll get you a can. Thank you, because Thursday nights, we used to go to Murph's. Where it was uh, Long Island night. Uh, Tuesday nights we went to Murph's. Thursday night we went to the Liney Lodge, and maybe Thursday nights we eventually got to. Murph's. We got to. We, right. we went there on Thursdays because yeah. that that because yeah, yeah, Thursdays that's was that's true. Th- Thursdays eventually. was the uh, was was Long Island night, and so we would go there for for a good six, seven, eight months every Thursday. That's where you got the but, nickname Long Island Medium. <laughs> no, I don't think I've heard that, but sure. Um, and and we would partake in the epic Long Islands and have uh, on Tuesday nights. I think we had bar or a dart league, and uh, and I like my Long Islands, Terry. So the fact that you didn't bring me one, well, I, it is, these are old fashions, so uh, similar but different. Oh, oh, I'm but sorry, I thought you delicious. said Long Island. No, oh, no, 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 old fashioned. I love me an old fashioned too. You would love this. I, I, that, that's I a classic Wisconsin drink. I obliged and I tasted. I was given a, uh, a four-pack, and so it's all like in the works to be finalized, and they're having a big party to release this, and oh, um, wow. it, it was it was phenomenal. It's phenomenal, so they're doing that. That's going to be on the 4th of November, uh, so in Oconomowoc area. It's free. There's going to be disc golf vendors. They're going to have some bags, uh, cornhole people there doing some stuff. You can participate in disc golf for free uh, and play out on the actual course. Um, I'm I was gonna say. So is it an is it an old fashioned whiskey or is it old fashioned sweet or sour? Uh, it's like an old fashioned sweet. Old fashioned sweet. Okay. Um, There's a lot of varieties in Wisconsin on how you take your old fashioned. It's traditionally a like a a a, a, a uh, like a not say diner drink, a, but, uh, but supper club, but more like a supper club type type drink in northern Wisconsin. And there's a few different ways you can take it. Yeah, well, so it's uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company's uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company Field in Oconomowoc. That's where it's going to be taking place. So I just wanted to let everybody, I believe it's like noon to four, it's going to be taking place. I scouted, I had the pleasure of scouting it out with Drink Wisconsinably yesterday, and it's just going to be this really awesome, fun activity. So if you're anywhere within a few hours, of course, we invite you to join mm-hmm. us. The next week... When is that? That's uh, Saturday, November 4th. So not this Saturday, but next. And then the next weekend on Saturday, there's going to be, again, a nine or a ten-hole course set up over at Trimborn Farms, which I don't think you got to last year. I have not been there yet. Again, it's it's this beautiful property that's near one of the local disc golf courses in Milwaukee, but it's going to be set up as a temporary course. Again, we had a course there last year that actually had, like, shots to throw, uh, and 
that will be a fundraiser for a gentleman who I believe is uh, is has stage four cancer, uh, a disc golfer. So that's going to be taking place the following weekend on November 11th. So I just want to throw those two things out there. Um, yeah. And I feel like I'm getting my Saturdays already mixed up. I'm sorry. The 5th and the 12th. Yeah, I was I was off by a day. The 5th and the 12th. But the next two weekends after this weekend. You know, after Johnny V's big debut. <laughs> My big debut in the series. So uh, it, anywhere, and again, I know we have a lot of Illinois, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin listeners. So any and all of you, hopefully you can find one or both of those in the next few weeks to come uh, hang out. Uh, but it was a really cool field, all done up. It's only two years old. Uh, all astroturfed in a sense, so we're not you know going to be wrecking anything of that nature, and uh, just really exciting to be at the park um, to check it out. So looking forward to it. All right, <clears throat> should we wrap this show up and get into an after show, Terry Miller? I guess, I guess we, we probably we got should. things to give away. We got Patreon supporters. Oh yeah, look at this quick plug already. Oh. I, uh, An empty bag of jerky. <laughs> no, I <laughs> dug some out. Oh, fine. And uh, I can. Uh, I think I'll be able to let one of these go. I've got some mm-hmm. smashed cracked pepper. If you absolutely need one of my hot boom sauces, I maybe if you get to me early enough, maybe I'll send that instead. But uh, right now, I've got a smashed cracked pepper for one of our smashies. Uh, j- it's just the bag because I'm going to eat the jerky. <laughs> You're going to get an empty bag of smashed cracked pepper. You just might. So we're going to close it out. Uh, yes, TM Cold Turkey registration is open, and it is uh, more than halfway sold out for both days. Good thing we'll have a flex start on top of it. Tons of good stuff going on. Um, please go out and I keep in, basically we keep inviting you to Wisconsin for all these things, all for good reason. Thank you to Holly Finley, who lived here in Wisconsin for quite a few years. Uh, thank you to her for joining us uh, as your champion of the Down East Players Cup from this past weekend uh congrats to all the others that had good performances and play this weekend we're looking forward to gk big money skins match being released in the next couple of days thank you to gk pro for the insights and uh, we wish everything to continue to go well there i think we're gonna call it for johnny v i'm the disc golf guy disc golf golf see see this is this is how you close the show i'm the disc golf guy i'm That's taking notes podcast 426 Uh, We're going to stand down for just a moment. Then we're going to come to you at the after show where stuff's going to get wild. We'll see you then. You step inside the Smashbox. Thank you to our $2 and above patrons. Your name is listed below in the credits. If you are interested in being listed as a producer in the Smashbox TV credits and supporting this and other fine podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.